the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School where real talk is Shout out to any of our listeners out there. If you know a beautiful BBWW or just a BBW or a, wait, what kind of women do you like, Pedro? SSBBW. Send him Pedro's way, preferably white or Hispanic or even Asian. He said he's just he's just trying to, you know what I'm saying, expand his horizon. So if you know anybody that falls in that category, we'll send any, you a photo of Pedro to send to them and see if they might be interested. It could be a match made in heaven. Any woman in the Middle East, too, I'll take any of those. Egyptian, Pakistani. Egypt's Indian, not even in the goddamn Middle East. Turkish. Neither is Pakistan. Neither is Turkey. Goddamn, you name one country in the Middle East. So Spanish. Far. He's naming Asia and Mediterranean. He named Asia, Mediterranean, Northern Africa, everything. Italian. Any of those Middle Eastern Italian women, I'll take them. Well, back to what Lane Kiffel was saying. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the YouTube and the Instagram and the YouTube and the Instagram and on the Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. Also, check out our uh, TikTok. Yeah, we got a TikTok page, too. We also have a Patreon page. Right, Tap right, in with that. TikTok page uh, after the other one got canceled. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You lost a TikTok page? Yeah, hell yeah. I got that. How'd you do that? that? I already told y'all about that. No, I didn't know about you leaving a TikTok page. Oh, man, because I had too much hot fire. I had some funny shit on there. They banned us after one of our um, Thanksgiving Jeopardy posts. I believe the final straw was MAGA Thanksgiving Be Like. <laughs> one of those got us banned. But I also got got banned from when I posted a, a clip from a Jamaican dance hall and uh, I, you know, overlaid uh, Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler from WWE over it. So I told you, I remember I was like, I was mad because they had like 10,000... We had like oh, a yeah, thousand likes on it. Had, yeah, we had like in, had. in less than less than a day, we had ten thousand views on it. And people was like liking it and just sharing it. People were sharing it with other people, and it was growing. And then somebody complained about it, and they got taken down. And then later on, I posted a MAGA Thanksgiving clip, and they were like, "That's your third strike. You are off the platform." <laughs> so I had to start. How you get all crap for sharing? They got some of the craziest stuff on it. Dude. No, no, t- no. TikTok is no, one TikTok of the most stringent. Doesn't. They, no, but when they, you got kicked out of Twitter, when I, I, I seen oh, that stars. Twitter thing, yeah, Twitter is, you know, whatever. There was some talk about, you know, I'm saying the type of stuff that gets moderated on these apps. And a lot of times there's a lot of big content creators that have to say, you know, cut out certain words or, you know, have to use abbreviations because they know that it'll get higher chance of getting flagged. But I think it also makes content creators be to some degree a little bit more on point with what their content is, which isn't necessarily a terrible thing. But there is like it is kind of annoying. Sometimes you can't get some of that that real raw funny stuff without potentially being taken down a couple of days later. But yeah, motherfuckers are constantly creating secondary pages or backup accounts on. That's like par for the course on TikTok. Have a backup account and ready to you know uh, load your shit up on there because you get your shit uh, taken down, lose your account, and you gotta start all up over again. <clears throat> Why they called the libertarians called Nina Turner a cotton picker. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, the New Hampshire uh, Libertarian 
group, whatever, you know, being mad at her calling out for for affordable insulin. <laughs> Said, free insulin. Like, free insulin. insulin. You might as well give us free labor by picking cotton, bitch. I was like, dude, they are so. <laughs> Day, I was like, wow, that is great. I love it. We didn't even do nothing. Well, you think you <laughs> People try and make comparisons without any respect to <laughs> history or just oh, a, 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 cog, a context of how things got to where they are these days and be like, why? It's this metaphor. Metaphor has nothing to do with time. Well, it does because metaphor is is bound by the meaning placed in things and meaning is placed by experience and time and fucking what has occurred leading up to it. That's that's how you derive, you know, saying in many respects meaning. So you can't just use these stupid ass uh, what about isms and, and try and flip flop uh, examples without having proper reference to what one was meaning and then what you are meaning when you say that crazy shit. That shit was wild. Shout out to Nina Turner, sponsorship. Come on our show. We'd love to talk to you about that uh, that racism, that good old-fashioned racism you're facing out there. But also, how are we going to get Bernie elected to president? Old ass needs to sit down. He means the same age as Biden, bro. They both need to sit down. Well, who would you rather hear talk to the American people? Biden Neither or Bernie one. Sanders? I don't want to hear. One. I don't want to hear anybody talk to American people. I want to. I want people to change policies. That's what I want. I'm tired of preaching. Well, Bernie Sanders is trying to change policy. He would get you that free insulin. He no, would get you that Andrew many... Yang. He would get you that Andrew Yang, Pedro. No, he's no Andrew Yang. Here's the problem with this: there's too many rich people who's going to block this stuff. Nobody's going to mess up their money. And if they do make it law or something is getting close, I'll be afraid that somebody will be murdered. It's not nobody. It's the people who control much of the media. Ain't nobody gonna say nobody. Ain't nobody. Nobody punking nobody here. There are a lot of people if you ask them for, about these things, and especially the things that Bernie Sanders or some of the more leftist politicians are asking about when it comes to uh, social services and quality of life for Americans and, and access to resources and healthcare. Most people are like, yes. However, the nobodies are the people who usually can kind of control, like you say, control a lot of the politicians and get things brought into the table, get things brought into legislation to be voted on in legislation in Congress and the Senate. There's a lot of things that are values and interests to American people. I remember I, wa I watched something on, um, I don't remember what it was. It might've been Politico or one of those, and they had a little graph and they were talking about like the amount of things that are, you know, being polled as interest to the American people, like have a high approval rate that people want being brought to Congress, being brought to the Senate versus things that are interest to power elite and large corporations interests and and those things getting brought to the Senate and the Congress and voted on. And there since whatever year post Reagan, but probably the 90s, there's just a complete you know, separation between the issues being brought to Congress, brought to the Senate, being brought to the forefront of actually being put into any type of, you know, uh, action for the people. It's like one for every like 15 or 20 or some crazy shit um, uh, bills or propositions being brought to Congress. It's like one for every 20, you know, economic advancement things for these corporations and the and, and the power elites. So like when you have that kind of situation, yeah, nobody wants to hear about it because we know who is kind of controlling and funneling or filtering what it is actually being voted on. But you get somebody in the presidency who's speaking on that, 
it's going to be a lot more in the forefront of people's minds. It's going to be a lot more in the forefront. They'll take his ass on a ride through Dallas. They probably would. But you know what? I think Bernie Sanders would gladly take a ride through Dallas if it meant that he had at least the opportunities. I'm not putting too much on Bernie Sanders. I'm putting too much on Bernie Sanders. All right, give me somebody else who's a better, who's a better, who's a better person for me. You probably suck Bernie Sanders (laughs) if he asked you to. I would give him a Father's Day hand job, Aaron. I'll let you choose the lube. No, you wouldn't even give him. You go beyond that. (laughs) yeah no you gotta play the game what there's game these, you gotta play the, the game of politics game. you can't be, there's no because they're gonna they're gonna have this is like this is what they're doing to trump they're gonna make sure he has so many cases that um yeah you're not gonna be able to run here oh you motherfuckers <laughs> okay all right i'm putting cases on all you bitches huh you think you can do this shit jay you think you can do this to me? He go, yeah. He put so many cases on him. It was like, nah. Okay, we had we we got our money. We can't have an idiot in office. We got our money from Trump. Thank you, Trump. Thank you for all you did. But we can't have a complete idiot in office. So they're gonna make sure he's tied up in the court so he can run. You see where his date is due, right? Or his uh, court date or his uh, yeah trials due right in the middle of uh campaigning. So. Yeah, they got him set up, and and George is gonna catch him, so he's done. Okay, yeah, we'll see. They want somebody that's gonna toe that conservative line, run along the edge, so they can have the Caucasian society still survive. Because if you start mixing the braces like we're doing, they go, they'll be out of power. What did they say about hundred years? They'll be totally out of power because Indians, Chinese, Africans. Hispanics all outgrown, outgrown the uh, Caucasian. Um, I mean, if you add those groups together, they already outgrown them, Pedro. Yeah, they know, <laughs> but their power will switch because now you have them in America. Why do you think they're trying to they want to build? Yeah, a wall? but they're it's still common sense. There's abortion laws, all that stuff has to do voting laws, voting laws, abortion laws, all that stuff has to do. Hey, we are losing our race. You, we got to stop. That's part of it, yeah, but I think, um, I think, I think there's also pick some cotton. There's a there's an interesting disconnect between the we live in a racialized society. We live in a racialized (laughs) system, but also we live in a class system and they overlap very much in certain ways at different you know points of it. Right. So in understanding that if you get enough to conserve the U.S. dollar, that's part of it. But if you get enough niggas and Chinese's and brown people who buy into the the ideal of that you know uh not gonna happen american pie and and can be a consumer no do you see that's no what you see no it's not gonna happen no no, no pedro, see, pedro this is the point pedro this is the point is that gonna happen in your lifetime it, it could happen, happen in the next we got lifetime. niggas over it's here being like i mean next lifetime we got niggas yeah, in here lifetime. talking about uh, that's why i don't vote that's why even that whole dr umar johnson clip i was talking to the professor about it uh shout out to professor cleveland uh a king of paradise project i am a uh ambassador now so y'all better go donate ten dollars or more so i can win a free trip to hawaii i want winners actually that wasn't offered to me hey, i don't, I don't get what a free did, trip. Uh, what'd you say about dr umar johnson what he said but oh, remember yeah, that clip where vote. he was talking yeah. about like voting ain't shit it, mm-hmm. because it's just another form of just keeping the status quo and to a degree, that is true because as certain barriers were broken down, the system and the people in power made other marginal legislations that are that seemed like concessions and marginalization, marginal things, 
in that process with these lawyers are smart at doing these legislators smart at doing that take effect and are long long term things. And so if you can convince people that their value is only in being a consumer, their value isn't in their voice or in their civic duty or in their connection to their communities. And you get them just to focus on being part of this consumer culture, which has been pushed mightily over our lifetimes and started before our lifetimes, our parents' generation, being consumers, being consumers, being consumers, that 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 jumps over ethnic lines, that jumps through class lines. And if that's a priority, it becomes a priority through class lines. And you have people who are disconnected with not only their their ethnic and, and, and cultural backgrounds, but you also, you know, that's being replaced by consumer culture. But you also have these class disparities and these class unifying things that are being ignored in the pursuit of con- being a consumer, in the pursuit of attaining the next item that's going to make them feel like they're living that better of a life or a life closer to some type of luxury. And I think that that in lies is a big manipulation that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. But if you get niggas who don't care about their vote, you get people who don't care and and see the value in their vote. And then you start tying these interests into some of these things that historically have been racialized or or class class dictated into this uh, attack on your consumer ability. You're going to get people who are going to vote against their own interests further across multiple, you know, saying demographics that people can identify based on their historical relevance or context that they should not be voting that way. So I think that that's something that I think like and 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 I'm not saying Dr. Umar Johnson with those dudes that were like, yes, well, I don't vote. Uh, facts, facts, your favorite people, Aaron. Facts. That's why I don't vote. Facts. Like those people, you know, what I'm facts. saying are people that are easily, I would say, manipulated into like because I'm like, if these brothers, there's a thing, if these brothers got a plan, like Dr. Umar Johnson, you have a plan to organize like Killer Mike said during during the George Floyd, you know, organize. Uh, what is it? Mobilize and execute. You know what I'm saying? If they got a plan that's other than that long game of living, you know, through the system, voting, doing the the long game thing, and 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 changing the system from within. If they got a better plan and it's more revolutionary, more rebellious, dare I say, then yeah, like speak on that plan. Now you might get taken out. You speak on it too loud. But if you are organizing in secrecy or you're organizing with some disc- with some uh, discretion to help build a movement that's actually gonna like change the system and shock it and you know make it a, a better uh, version of itself, then like at least give me something more than just be like that's why you don't need to vote. That's why I don't vote. Facts, facts. Well then, what's the plan? Because I can guarantee you, most of those people aren't going to be willing to pick up arms, aren't going to be willing to boycott at some, you know, uh, insane extent to actually get some real change. A lot of them are just going to sit there and comment and then get back on their smartphones and go back down to the next Chick Fil A and get their consumer on. So, really, what are you? What what are we playing at? We just we just commented on the current state of affairs. That's fair and fine, but don't sit here and try and tell people that they're crazy for doing something or or live in their reality and trying to make a change in their reality based upon the way that they say, hey, I'm going to, you know, leave this world slightly better because of this, that, and the other. They're winning when we are so cynical that we become stagnant. And I think that that is an issue. And that's what consumerism breeds, a stagnancy towards social change, a stagnancy towards actual social justice and, and righteousness. Jerry, you need to shorten up when you go on these soapboxes. Nobody understood that. So you need to shorten up your uh, what you're trying to say. So make it simple. How many times am I going to have to tell you, don't open the potato chips until you pay for them? You're going to have to tell me that all the time because I like potato chips. No, that's the problem. That's See, see you buying into the man's consumerism. You got to no, keep it simple. No, you it's have not to keep simple. it simple that's, because that's you're going to confuse. You're going to confuse 
people when you when you talk like that, people don't know what point to go back. So if you get the talking parts, they have to listen to it for a long listen to it over listen to it over a long length of time. If you get to your point, point is consumer culture is ripping the fabrics of all right, and then class you give another point and racial or ethnic cultures apart. No, no, don't put ors. Just say class, ethnic, and um, whatever, whatever you just said. Racial. No, because because no, the, here, here's Don't another say trick. Or. Yeah, God. Here's another trick of the man in the rhetoric is that a lot of times they'll write it as though it's all those, and it is ors because it can affect you in different ways. That is the nuance. That's why I speak in the way I do because I also acknowledge that like what I'm saying is not absolute. Um, what I'm saying is not absolute in every person's facet of life or in every person's experience in life. But what I'm, I'm saying is that... I'm going to tell you, Jared, I'm a simple nigga. I'm not educated. And, and for if my simple trying to niggas... Reach, you're trying to Blacks. reach the bottom of Negroes. <laughs> the, the bottom Negroes, if you want to get some, your point across... Facts. Be simple. Be Facts. simple. Okay, well, so check I, this out. Though. First of all, you throwing too many big words at me. Okay, now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth and help me with the sale. Okay, see... See, now you found yourself a nigga. You was looking for a nigga? Nigga here now. You know we still haven't even started the show, thanks to Jared and Soapbox. <laughs> yeah. So this makes name Thanks this to Jared's long show, Soapbox. I know, I know where this is coming from. You told him about making a long answer, Pedro, and then engage hey. with Jared some more. And I was so, like, yeah, I never did, start I this damn show. On, I did that on purpose because I know where this is coming from. He was on um, Professor Cleveland's show, and he, he's dragging it on, over to uh, this show. You need to give us the link to the podcast so I can hear you go on and on, Jared, for two hours and fall asleep while dropping. <laughs> well, it was this uh, Instagram live, but it's on his feed. So if you go on his oh. feed, he got the, uh, there's like 40 minutes, a little over 40 minutes we were talking. Check it out. I I'll repost it. All right. Well, uh, also check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash high score 510. <laughs> and we are here with. Uh, this is AG3 coming at you uh, as quick as Elon Musk is about to just really mess up everything going on with Twitter. Oh, yeah. Changing he's rebranding it, changing it to X. X. Instead of, it's called Twitter for a reason. And the bird is a symbol. Don't worry. Elon Musk apparently was trying to change PayPal to X until he got ousted by Peter Thiel. So. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Thiel was 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 the anti-hero we needed at that time, and he's still an anti-hero that we don't need now. But um, anyways, here's your soundbite, Aaron. What's your favorite rap song ever? Two chains. <laughs> All I want for my birthday is a, a big, big booty, booty hole. hole. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. So your favorite snack? When I die, bury me in a jewelry store. So I've been making money. What the f you been? <laughs> I bought a big house just to f you in. <laughs> The great word, John Weatherspoon. Shout out to great. John Weatherspoon. Yeah. R.I.P. Come on our show. Um, R.I.P. to John Weatherspoon and Jamie Foxx. Come on, bro. <laughs> talk about that a little bit. We'll get to talk about that a little bit. And we are here with. Hey, it's everybody's sort of favorite trucker. And. And I think like a trucker, too, because I am not smart enough for Jared's uh, questions or his answers <laughs> or anybody's questions and answers. Still nigga. All right. Here's a sound by Pedro. 
We're ranking the best and worst races from around the world and putting them into a tier list. Now these on, next two races I can barely tell apart, so we're just going to lump them together. Don't tell me about they have different histories and cultures. I really don't care. They're the same. The Henry Ford Health Systems 200 and the Vetmic Company World 200 are the same race. They might as well be D tier. <laughs> okay, that was good. That was a good one. I love tier lists, just to let you know. I love tier lists. I watch those things from Mario Kart tracks, Mario Kart art, Super Smash Brother, anything. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. Here's my sound bite. I thank God for slavery. Mm. I thank God for the crack house. If it wasn't for the crack house, come on, somebody. God wouldn't have never been able to use me how he can use me now. And if it wasn't for slavery, I might be somewhere in Africa worshiping a tree. God damn, this. <laughs> this is the kind of motherfuckers we got who are trying to shape black minds. Thank God. Oh, I love it. She's so right. That tickle Pedro deep down. Look at this nigga laughing hard. <laughs> she, uh, can, she, she might get a package. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, because y'all yeah, Africans Kim, wasn't doing Kim Daniels. For Kim Daniels. <laughs> y'all wasn't doing that for worshiping a tree. She said, "Come on, yeah, y'all. Somebody, somebody, give me an amen." It's a, the most on, quiet said, black on, church. What she was saying? That shit. Nobody agree with that. I thank church. God. See, this was it's 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 a whole thing was wrong with black people. This is how you know God this woman is for crazy. The crack house. Because <laughs> it went for the crack house. Oh, it that went for slavery. Then white people wouldn't have saved me. That's how. Hey, that's how. Hey, technically, that's how all black people think. Mm. I thank God back for the crack house. If it wasn't mm. for the crack house, come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. mm. She went through something. Come on, somebody. Mm. Come on. Yeah, mm. you went through something, didn't mm. you? Mm. I thank God for the crack house. If it wasn't for the crack house, come on, somebody. God wouldn't have never been able to use me how he can use me now. And if it wasn't for slavery, I might be somewhere in Africa worshiping a tree. Thank God a white man saved you. Mm. <laughs> You know, I was in Africa worshiping a lion one time. <laughs> we have words of wisdom from Fabby Davis Jr. Mr. Fab came out this week once again to condemn, not pipping, but just straight robbing old people. <laughs> You're a fake nigga not to say this. And I want to say this. And I want to say this to the community to the black and brown community, but I want to talk to my youngsters. To the young homies out there, man, that feel like they got to rob and they got to steal and they got to take and they got to strip and they got to do all these things to survive for those quick licks. Listen, I know what you up against. I know what poverty in society has created, but I also know the peer pressures of what it looked like to try to keep up with the Joneses. And them quick licks that we hitting and them quick licks that niggas is doing, it ain't worth that life worth a error and that going down that wrong road. You see, I just saw a video, man, of some youngsters robbing the, the ice cream man, an the, the, uh, elderly Latino man selling ice creams, and they probably got $10, $5, $10, $15, if that. It don't matter what it was, you know what I'm saying? 
But I remember the days of watching my grandmama struggle and watching my grandfather struggle. And, 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 and I understood what it was like. So my respect for elders go through the roof. Respect has been thrown out of the window. And I say this to say, when we begin to classify what these youngsters is doing without acknowledging those that have been abandoned, when we, we when we don't talk about the parents that have neglected these children, when we don't talk about the 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 the, the kids that's having kids that's having kids, so they ain't seen their grandparents struggle. Their grandparents is 40 years old, 37, 38 years old. You know what I'm saying? And they ain't seen those struggles. They don't understand the reality of what's going on. They don't understand the ripples and, and the disconnect and the separation that these things cause in our communities because they are only products of poverty. So we can't go out and classify these young dudes as, oh man, y'all niggas is ain't this and y'all ain't that, y'all ain't this. Nah, because somewhere along the way, we have lost our way. We have lost our connective knowing the importance of taking care of each other. We have lost our way of knowing the importance of saying, hold on, man, we ain't on that type of time. To the artists and to the rappers, to, to, to making music, letting people know, man, elders is off limits, man. Women and children, man, is off limits, man. We ain't on that type of time. We got to start making that type of like, man, hold on, you did what? You what nigga what is you doing bro we, that, we ain't on that type of activity bro all right mr fabby davis jr mr fab spend some knowledge would he change his mind about bipping old schools and... <laughs> maybe he's changing his <laughs> what, mind about acceptable crime altogether <laughs> i mean <laughs> he still ain't gone out and said just don't do crime Right. I mean, he, he he almost did. He almost did. That was better than any of his other ones. What I like, though, is the comment on there that said, yeah, instead of robbing elderly people, we should go to the dope era store and rob them since they sell an overpriced clothes. <laughs> and that's his store, Pedro. That's his store. They said that in the comments. That was hilarious. But yeah, so uh, Fabi Davis Jr. is uh, it seems like this crunch in this wave of crime hitting the Bay Area and other areas is starting to wear on them a little bit. This week, or this past week, an elderly ice cream vendor in Oakland was robbed at gunpoint for, I believe, about 50 bucks, maybe. And um, uh, his story got out there. And fortunately, people have, you know, donated to his cause. I think he got they a, you hit know... Him too? Uh, no, I don't think they hit him. They just, they rolled up on him and both pulled guns on him. And he just kind of just let them take their shit and then they left. But he's an immigrant who is still has family back in his home country. I forget where it was. It was, uh, fuck. Anyways, and he said that, you know, he sends a lot of that money back to his family uh, back home to help support his uh, kids, and he has grandchildren uh, that are living there. So, you know, it's a bummer. It's unfortunate. But, you know, when uh, when people, like we talked about earlier, Pedro, when, you know, they pressed by the economic times and the economic They ain't pressed system, by shit, dude. <laughs> They just being they gonna, criminals, Jared. They yeah, go. niggas has always been niggas, even in the yeah, 90s. They ain't good to do it. <laughs> but he was talking about on there a lot of the things that people were like, "Why are you so you stealing? You getting it's this?" Gonna get well, yeah, it's, it's gonna get harsher. it's gonna well, be well, this he, way. He said a couple shoot, things. People on the street. People he on said the street. A, so, oh yeah, yeah. there's so always gonna be people on the street. But he said a couple things. He said, you know, people trying to get money for whatever reason. But then also, he's like, why don't we start teaching these kids about jobs and get them, you know, change these rules so these younger kids can get jobs? I'm like, they can't. They, they lowered the right. They some of them the can. Age. I know some of them can. And 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 there's also some shitty ass jobs out there that some of the people that enough people in America don't want to work. That's why it's so funny when we keep trying to, you know, saying 
uh, have all no. this legislation against uh, Jerry, Jerry, uh, I ain't gonna let you push in. that one. No, what, what I ain't gonna let about? you push that one because I work. I worked as a custodian. At one point, I worked three jobs. One of them, into, I needed to buy no, a no. car. I didn't have any money, so I took a night job working, working two days a week as a custodian in the uh-huh. building that Van Cleef is. There's no such thing as a shitty job if you need a job. Oh There's no, no, no such fucking thing. When you ain't the revolutionary before the revolution. Hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. Because when you're when you're when uh, you're disconnect of what it means to work for what it means to put an effort and time to to earn something when you don't have an understanding or you've never you know what I'm saying uh, uh, succeeded or not even succeeded but that that is not your priority then you're gonna do you're gonna have options like. Being a thief or a criminal, some of these people are going to choose no, to that they, instead they, of work. They, they got options to work too, Jared, and they, they always do. No, they they're do. choosing to be a criminal. I'm not saying that they're not choosing to be a criminal. I think everyone has a personal responsibility to say, "I'm going to do this crime." I agree. I'm everyone just has saying, a personal responsibility. To say, I'm, I'm just saying, do there's also a lot of shitty jobs out there that people don't want to take. That's why you get a lot of people, and that's part of our just a general American, not even tied to any one ethnic or 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 economic group. But there's a lot of people that are that see work as being below them, and the fact that doing crime is seen as a better option for certain people. That tells you yeah, how you're perverted. To speak for the, can you can you do me a favor? Stop speaking for criminals on this show because you ain't never been one. Criminals. You have never been one or been in a situation where I am not. Know, how am I speaking for criminals? Me right and there. Pedro grew up with some criminals. How am I we speaking for up, criminals? Right, Pedro there. has a brother. We we have family members in jail. How so, am I speaking for criminals? Because you right you you just said it right there. You know. No. You know. See, jobs is, are shitty. There's no, some shitty jobs. No, and this I and said I said that there is the perception. This is part of the mental. You know, saying I know that you're we trying to earlier. you're trying to talk there through are, their perception. Okay, so so I if say you don't do to, that. No, no, because I think that that's that's something that I can speak on a little bit because, it, like, if if I'm looking at what is what are the ends, what is the the outcomes, the things that happen versus the things that generally are around it that set that outcome to occur, and if I could tell you, like, there's a lot of people in this country that see certain jobs and certain types of work as beneath them, whether they even got the skills to do that work, Aaron. That's the thing. That's part of the disconnection that we have as in this consumer society. We don't even like pay attention to like where our food really comes from because everything's prepackaged to a goddamn extent where we don't even know what a real chicken or a cow looks like in real life half the time. So yeah, an ignorant I, ass person because you learned that no, at five years old. What Aaron, Aaron like. you act like and same thing. This is where you are taking your singular yet. That's and an I would ignorant say ass even, person. I would say even a, a a minority perspective on what work is important. Aaron, you you value work and you all put work is and, important and, and a big part of what you do in this world is reflected in your work, Aaron. And you are rare in that regard, or it's growing rarer. Okay, and working with and and the thing I've done is I work with a lot of, you know, youth and teenagers throughout the years. And you get a kind of a pulse on some of the things, their perspectives on things, their perspectives on work, needing to be rewarded before actually working harder for that reward. I agree. I agree. Our society has moved to that. So I'm still not making no excuses for them. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying is that. Sound like you're making an excuse. No. Going back to what we were speaking on earlier. You were Mr. Fat. You have people who are, for some reason, seeing doing crime as a better alternative than to going out and filling out a job application and getting a consistent job. So it's just interesting. I'm not saying, I'm not making an excuse for criminals. I'm just saying there are people who are saying, I'd rather do this than that. Just like any other decision you have to make in your life. This one socially is even more a violation of the expectations and the perceived agreements that we might have as Americans 
but our agreements are to ourselves as com as not communists as consumers and feeding our own needs and that's why i get mad at at, at people who are who are always you know saying spouting that libertarian bullshit or don't tread on me it's like no man you're part of a society there are agreements there are shared spaces and shared responsibilities or shared um, benefits we share these things recognize that don't be sitting here acting like your one individual self supersedes everyone else in any given moment that you feel it best serves you anyways well thank you fabby i hope that we can uh you know get out there and do some real work help these kids and help this crime in other news piedro mentioned this last week but when keeping it real goes wrong, Pedro's favorite YouTube follow, Tierra Allen, social media influencer and truck driver, has been jailed for months after yelling at somebody in Dubai and faces prison time. What do you guys think about that? Don't go to some else's country acting like a damn fool. I don't even know the story, but some some places hey women like pedro said pedro said this twice now on the show you go to some countries where women got less rights if you you going as a woman you better be careful look i've i've been a world traveler i've traveled through different countries places i've never seen eastern germany but in uh some parts of thailand where they never saw black people i didn't go out there acting a fool either i knew if i got cheated look in italy italy i got treated like shit i got treated like shit got cheated out of shit you i had to go with the flow a little bit I got detained. I got detained when going with the flow. So imagine going to a place like Dubai. You better be on top of your shit. Uh, her mother, shout out to the Shade Room, uh, this post, uh, was speaking out uh, about her daughter's treatment and detainment or potential incarceration. She dealt with a very aggressive individual, a young man there who was screaming at her. Baxter says her 29-year-old daughter ultimately yelled back at the rental car agent, she says resulting in her being charged for screaming there in Dubai. And so she is in jail for one reason and one reason alone. She raised her voice. In that country, a female is not even allowed to raise her voice. If she raises her voice, it's punishable by jail time. It's been very emotional. There are some days I stay up all night crying. They have a strict law system that is really based on theocracy. Unfortunately, when you enter a place that has a, a, a strong theocracy that is not your own, AG3's words of wisdom when traveling, shut your ass up and go with shut the flow. Shut your damn mouth and go with the flow. Well, you know, what's that saying? When in Rome, do what the Romans do? There's a reason why that comes out. Pedro can't go to Rome because they did too much anal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he does, he better do as the Romans do. Is that true? There are a lot of regular Pedro in Rome. They're very regular Pedro. <laughs> Was that the, is that the pagan era? Bruh, in theater, I remember I learned this freshman year of high school. I took a theater class. And in theater, you like only men were allowed to act. Men Ooh. and boys. So when you had female roles where there was intimacy going on in these plays, you had little boys dressed up as women's getting irregular. I said women! I'm not gay! I would not date a man! I would not tear a purse! I would not put on makeup! I will! I will love a woman!
In other news, Draymond Green spoke on his altercation with Jordan Poole. He had this to say. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time. And you, you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast. You know, right. to that degree, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a team, you know what I'm saying? Like, and nobody on my team triggering me, you know, in, a, in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We, we you know, we know, you know, things that you have to stand on. Uh, what do you guys think about Draymond Green? Speaking about, but also around the situation and the incident with Jordan Poole. I well, I didn't really hear it because this month I was getting yelled at about Dez and his food or something. Oh, you you prepared something nasty. Yeah. You know, I prepared the wrong potato. That's important in this house. You got to have the right potato because everybody in this fucking house got autism. Anyway, so yeah, Draymond Green, uh, yeah, just punch, punched, punched. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Poole, he need to be punched, and he just said sorry, so I'm okay with it. Alrighty then. He did not say sorry. <laughs> but listen to play the video again. It's funny enough that he can hear out his house what they all want a different kind of potato or something. <laughs> I, I didn't make the potato in the refrigerator. So I didn't make the potato in the refrigerator. I made the potato uh dance wanted. So he's gonna make some shit up because he was doing this getting yelled at over potatoes. Oh. Uh, here's here's the clip, Pedro. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time, and you you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast, you know, right. to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, and nobody on my team triggering me, you know, in a in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We we you know we know you know things that you have to stand on. I don't just hit people. AG3, what do you think about <laughs> what Draymond said? I mean, I, I I think he's he's telling the truth. I think I think I believe him 100%. I think he's right. I mean, you know, I think it was a buildup. And sometimes, hey, it's a buildup. Now, I'm not one for just, you know, cheap shotting or maybe he told him, I'm sure he said before, he probably told him, to, you know, you better stop talking and sound like he, especially after you read some, or we don't, we found out that that might be lying, the thing that supposedly was said. But, uh, you know, I, I believe him. Yeah. I believe him. And it drove him and he pushed his button. So, you know, I don't know who you're talking to. You know how we told that woman out in Dubai, mm-hmm. know where you at? Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Poole, know who you're talking to. Yeah. And you're going to talk shit to watch your mouth and grown folks talking. You could talk to Clay. You could probably talk to Steph a certain type of way. But Draymond, his role on the team and the way he plays the game is he's the one that you don't, you know, saying one. And I said he's the bear you don't want to poke, I would say. Like like the quote 50 said, the quote 50 said, they'll die throw stones if you live in a glass house. If you got a glass jaw, then nigga, watch your mouth. And that's what he should have done. No, I'm saying no. Draymond Green absolutely looks like the dude to be punching people for no reason. Grew, grew up in Detroit, right? In that area? Not Detroit. Grew up in Flint. Oh, yeah. That makes it worse. No, he's and, not from um, Flint. He's from worse. He's from Signal. Signal. Oh, yeah. He, Signal. Worse. That's worse than Flint. Even worse, sir. It's just that I had been lifting weights, and I just got through doing curls, so I was real tense. Hey, um, I got some good news. And I got some bad news. You want to have good news? Oh, yeah, but I mean, good news is okay. You're fucked. You want to have the bad news? I think you just told me the bad news. 
unless you want to tell me some worse news. <laughs> yeah, they, they all punch bad. people for the hell hell of it. They punch people because they they don't mm-hmm. uh, drive uh, cutlasses with vinyl tops. He, you punch um, people. You punch people just when they pass the law. You have to have a catalytic converter on the car. Exactly. I, but I don't blame Draymond for punching Anthony Jordan Poole because uh, 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 it looked like Stephen Curry of all people, baby face. The babyface assassin wanted to punch. Yeah, he 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 didn't punch him for Draymond Green. He punched him for the whole team. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't just for Draymond like Green. That was Steph. That was for Clay. That was for probably Otto Porter, who was no longer there. That was for a lot of people. That punch wasn't just for Draymond's sake. That was for a lot of people. Well, try to punch some sense into his ass. Should have slapped him. Should have backhanded him like he was a little like he like he one of his women on the street. Dude, I know you got a little intoxicated, but you don't need to keep running your mouth. Well, that's the thing. It it is we don't know exactly what was said and what led up to it. He didn't speak on that. But from all the things we've talked about this before, Jordan Poole's perceived immaturity and his you know his presentation and the way he carries himself, which you know is young, fun, but also can be you know, annoying to people who are taking certain things seriously. He doesn't seem to take things as serious as other people, especially in certain times. Like when they were losing to the Lakers, he's sitting there giggling and laughing about some goofy shit. And I'm like, bro, you got to get locked in. You're not playing well. And you're sitting over here giggling and smirking and smiling, having a good time on the bench. And I get it. Like NBA players, they, they don't, you know, they stay cool. They, you know, forget plays as they have. But there's also, I think, a level of just like you can't be casual and then all of a sudden expect to be able to turn it back on. Yes, you want to be able to play loose as though things are casual. Mm-hmm. You want to have that ability to almost feel that relaxation. But you yeah. also got to have a little bit of like that dog in you. I think you got to have a little bit of that focus where you're like, you know, saying stoic and razor razor sharp as to what's going on. And, and joking around and goofing around isn't a, isn't a sign. Uh, that you are, you know, what I'm saying, uh, locked in, and he didn't show that. Anthony Poole, Jordan Poole's father, uh, came out to respond to that on Twitter and said, "I'm gonna stand on this. That is some BS. JP was his guy, and he avoided me all last year. He's a soft ass bitch, and I'm standing on this. And he didn't apologize to me and my wife, so he lame, and me and him can meet anytime he wants." He needs to apologize to his son. That is his, his son's a grown man. That is his battle, sir. That is your son's battle, not yours. He's a grown man now. He makes his own decisions. Not for you, Anthony. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. He's made more money than you probably will make in your lifetime, Anthony. Granted, right. he is a part of you, right so back. you ipso facto made that money. But yeah. I think that uh, him, you know, jumping in the conversation um, in this way and and kind of calling BS and then saying he, you know, he gonna stand on it and kind of challenging Draymond Green and saying he can meet him anytime. I think that is a, that's a bad look. Unfortunately, yeah, your son ain't a teenager anymore. He's not he's not in high school or you know what I'm saying I, I give your kid up to about high school where you know what I'm saying as a father you step in if you need to. But I don't know about you know your son is out of college. He's in his twenties. He is a professional athlete, he's an adult. You got to let him handle that shit on his own. You stand back and let him man up. This is this is one of the reasons why I think that Jordan Poole hasn't matured necessarily. I'm not, I'm not saying it's his father's fault, but he, he's your son. But, like, if you're out here, you know what I'm saying, confront people on the interwebs trying to talk shit like you ready to, like, like Draymond Green owes you an apology, number one, and number two, that you're trying to meet him in the street for your son's fight, that's not a good look. And that that is an indication of the type of parenting, to some degree, 
or the relationship you you have with your son that you have allowed to have as an AAU father that he is. He's an AAU father. Let's remember that too. I, I can see why some of these players are growing up immature. They might be skilled and talented. They might be, you know, really good ball players as individuals, but if they don't understand how to man up and be a man to some degree, like, I think you're barking up the wrong tree, Mr. Poole, and you're making yourself look foolish and you make your son look softer and more immature for the fact that you even need to be out here speaking on this shit. Let him handle his fights, let him handle his issues, and let him learn from them. Now, it's not that he got punched. What will you learn from getting punched? Okay. I agree, 100%. I, I'm not saying he should have got punched, and that's a fair lesson to learn, but sometimes you, you write checks that your ass can't cash, right? So if he was running his mouth to a certain degree and Draymond saw it fit, and I'm not saying Draymond was 100% correct in the situation, but there's times where players, teammates fight each other, and a player of that stature in that locker room that has the history of that team, and 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 if it, it's one thing if it was not a winning culture, like it was Charles Oakley on the on the Bulls, right? No, no, this, yeah. this, this is a winning culture. And this is one of the main culture setters of your team. And he's a veteran. You motherfucking need to, you know, show some respect and learn, learn the way things go. Otherwise, there are physical, you know, limitations in this world and there are physical repercussions for certain things you might do or say. So I'm not saying that Draymond was 100 percent correct, but I would lean more that his actions were more correct than what Jordan's pools have been or his father's were or are in this situation and where we're at within it. I agree 100%. Like, his dad coming out that comment, like, he owe, he don't owe you no damn apology or the mom. Now, if he knew you, if you guys brought him into the house, you helped raise him, or or just even, like, let's say you guys went to college together, you know, you know, the boy didn't have no money, you know, maybe Draymond was a little hungry, you took him out a few times, right? No, these are grown men working together. And no relationship between you and them. This would be one thing if there was a relationship between you and them, right? Draymond and the parents, right? But he didn't even apologize. He ain't got to apologize to you. If you did your job, then maybe your son wouldn't have got punched. Mm-hmm. He raised his soft ass, loud mouth, thinking he all that. No humble in his body whatsoever, motherfucker. Attention seeking motherfucker. That's the problem right there. He did what you should have did years ago. I knocked the black off your ass. 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 That's all. I ain't got no problem with Draymond. I, he did what, 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 what Jordan Poole dad should have did a long time ago. I, I can't. I, I couldn't, Tom. I won't. Tom, take a deep breath. It's okay. People have phobias. Some niggas can't cross bridges. You can't go upside a bitch's head. Okay, we can beat this. In other W or in other NBA news, Jideon, Jideon has been banned indefinitely from all NBA and WNBA related <laughs> events. For this is hilarious. Falling asleep at a at WNBA game. Here's a clip. He didn't just fall asleep now, Jerry. You made it seem like he 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 had too much to drink. We can go. Man got the job is on. Easy way to hallway, sir. Easy way to hallway. Get up. Sir, easy way to hallway. Wait, what happened? Man got a sleeping cap on too. Yeah, a sleeping cap and a blanket. Is it against the law to take naps? You can't even take a nap at the WMEA games. What is this? North Korea? Bro, you can't take a courtside nap? Yo, free me! I'm a prisoner of sleep apnea. Save me! You are not allowed on the premises. So I'm only back to WNBA games? All NBA related events. So we're going to send it to the NFL and everybody else. But you are banned. Wait, the NBA is part of the NFL? No, we're going to send it. I'm going to send it to them. Why why would you send it to the NFL, man? (laughs) 
What do you guys think about Gideon being banned from all NBA and WNBA, maybe NFL events for sleeping courtside? Who's Gideon? I don't know. Some YouTuber. <laughs> okay, he's a YouTuber. All right. Yeah, that's cloud chasing. But, you know, I understand that because that's what I want to do at a WNBA. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's no it's no action. It's They can't dunk. They can't lay up the ball. I would like to go to an NCAA women's game. It's a lot of action. They dunking. They I fouling. Agree. They work. They working hard. They shooting. I agree. Thirty feet out. They nasty. They talking shit to each other. I loved it. The WNBA just seemed like they waiting on what what season they want to get pregnant. Damn! Hold on, Pedro. Damn. Yes. WNBA game. Do when I've 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 tried, I've watched a couple quarters here and there. I'll see a game on and you know watch it. And it reminds me of like a Harlem Globetrotters like exhibition game where you're like, oh, this is an exhibition game. Like nobody's really caring if they win or lose, except it's without all the special skills of the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, yeah, I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm disappointed in um, what's the girl's name? Aaron, help me out. The the two white girls that I thought they were going to be really good. Two white girls. Uh, Brianna, Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart, she's she going like almost 30 a game, but I mean, yeah, it's ain't fun to watch. Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know, man. I agree. I agree because I've watched New York. I've watched a lot of New York. So there's three teams I've watched. I probably watched about four or five WNBA games this year. Not a lot. And a few that I've just caught parts of them, right? Like I've had them on the background. The teams I like to watch more, there's really that super team thing kind of killed the rest of them because they're just blowing out the other teams. Like you got to see the discrepancy in record. So it's four teams. The team Aaliyah Boston played for, I can't remember what team it is, but I like watching them. Uh, they're competitive. They struggle against, they played Las Vegas twice in one week, which was weird for me in Vegas. It wasn't weird because it wasn't a back to back home home. The both games were in Vegas. I guess one of them had to do with that presidential cup or whatever they call it. Now I like watching Vegas. Vegas has um, Asia Wilson from South Carolina. They have uh, Candace Parker. They have Kelsey Plum, the Joker. I like to call her. And then I, I like watching Dallas, uh, New York, and then Dallas, the Dallas Wings. Dallas Wings has Satu Sabali. She reminds me of like a Scottie Pippen with a little more aggressiveness on the offensive game to score. Uh, so I like watching them. But you know what? I was I was with you, Pedro. I'm with you a little bit because I, lo I love watching women's college basketball, especially tournament so time when you, yeah, so tournament time is... when you get the good teams going against the good teams. When you get the good teams going against the good teams, it's really good. I, I'm starting to wonder, like, is there something to do? I don't know. I don't want to just speak up and say something stupid. I tell you what, the NBA, the WNBA Players seem a lot older. Jared mentioned this point to me one day. He said, we were talking about how like how like Diana Taurasi's like 40, how old Brittany Gliner looks out there now, not because she's been arrested, it's because she's got no. And he talked about how they don't guarantee their number one, number one draft picks contracts. There was one, I think the number four pick or number five pick in the draft this year has been cut now twice in one year, not because she's weak, just because they don't guarantee contracts. So you could be the second, third pick in the, the fourth, especially the eighth pick in the draft. You got to prove and make the team. Unlike NBA, which, you know, you get a guarantee three years, you get drafted in the first round. You got to guarantee two years with a third year team option, right? I think, you know what Jared said, well, they don't have, you know, they're not cutting as hard, running as much, dunking, flying all over the place. They don't get a lot of the injuries. So you have a lot of 40-year-olds, you know, or the game isn't so fast enough. It's kind of like hockey, too. Old. 
Yeah, Jimmy hockey, Griner hockey they play to 40 because they're year. gliding across the ice. They're not really. People don't realize. I agree with you, Jerry. It's like that. So because the game isn't predicated so much on athletic ability, it seems a lot older and it seems a lot slower. Like even getting the rebound seems slow compared to college basketball. I'm like college basketball seems I'm like, wait, this the college basketball, the girls I watch. The games is so much faster than the WNBA game. Like the NBA don't seem slow compared to college. College seem a little more hectic, a little more guys flying all over the court, but it don't seem slow. It seems like everyone out there got as much speed or more. But the WNBA, it is a way slower game than college. I mean, it seemed like they have a problem scoring too. Is it me, Pedro? Or does it seem like the scores are less, right? I think it's just the Las Vegas just dominates. They're dominating. So They're they, scoring. They got, they got, they got too many good people. Of, they got all the talent. Them in New York like got all the, the talent. 2017 Warriors. <laughs> they look like, hey, hey, what? Well, there's nothing wrong with that team. <laughs> well, there's uh, only like eight teams in WNBA, right? No, nah, it's like 12 or 14. Oh, my bad. Yeah, the, scoring, <laughs> hey, the, scoring, the scoring is. Uh, Y'all only named like six to eight teams. I told you it was, only, it was only four. It's only four to five I like to watch. Yeah. They are bad. The Sparks are one of the worst, one of the worst teams I've ever seen. You should see them trying to. I, I tried to watch Vegas play the Sparks, and I mean, it, it looked like it looked like when adults play kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, because th- this year, like all the t- all the free agents, it was just it happened to be a year that a lot of a lot of the top players were free agents and they all basically went to two teams. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I I mean, your boy, whatever his name is, sleeping. I mean, I know he was trying to make a point. That was pretty funny. I mean, but I mean, <laughs> somebody was in the comments like if he paid for all those seats, I don't see what the problem yeah, I is. I said the same thing, too. If he pay for all the seats, he can lay across them. You can't do nothing about that. <laughs> you know, I ain't going to lie. So and one day when I worked women's basketball, I got a job working equipment room. And it was only one time that they went on a road trip that I could, that my first year that I didn't have to go on. This is when the games were still out. Harmon, it was called uh, Harmon. It was hospitals Harmon back then. And so I was wearing the equipment room, getting like washing clothes for the other teams, right? Baseball, whoever those dirty motherfuckers, there's some dirty bastard in baseball. Um, and so I'm in there doing all that. And then there was a basketball game. I remember not really caring about who Cal was playing and not being caught up, but I was like, I got the clothes in a dryer. I got to wait till they done so I can hang them up on the players' lockers, you know, get ready for their game them off baseball. You know, I already be in the stadium. I'll just go choose a seat. And I used to sit, choose the corner so I could get some rest. Like, because I was tired. You know, I'd be up all night. I was partying there. Yeah. I was like, this was a Saturday night. I was up all Friday night partying because it was one of the first weekends that the basketball the women's team was gone with, and without me. So I partied all hard that Friday night. So I, my sole purpose was to go upstairs, watch a little bit of the game. And if I fell asleep in that corner, <laughs> I would have fell asleep. I don't think I would have got kicked out. Oh, I did fall asleep at a Cal men's game. And, I, and they sent guys to wake me up. Oh, I was working the Nets that day. I was working the Nets, me and my roommate, and we partied all Friday night again. Me and DL, you guys, Jay asked this story. They and 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 my ex girlfriend called me this story. She said they saw me on TV laying down back where the ropes are to the Nets on the grass. I was knocked out cold. It was a hot day. There was like no touchdowns coming my way, right? <laughs> so I fell asleep. After like a quarter, they sent somebody to wake me up and told me I can't be on TV sleeping. I was knocked out though. He was playing a role. I was really laying down on that field, knocked out cold. 
supposed to be working the so they came and got me. and then, you know one touchdown did come my way i like woke up last minute and i got the net up so slow me and my roommate that the field goal went into the stand the ball went into the stands <laughs> we had to go ask him to throw it back i see that happen a lot they they, they miss they don't yeah they don't get the nets up, up. I see that happening in college all the time. I was knocked out. I was cold, laying down on the field. It was a hot day. I remember Cal was playing Nevada Wolfpack that day. I think it was 96, and Cal was playing Nevada Wolfpack, and I was knocked out. Knocked out. They won't let me out. (laughs) Well, in other news, the Washington Coonskins, I mean, Commanders. We can't change the name to that now. Yeah, have sold. To a ownership group of, I believe it said Joe Harris and Magic Jackson. Uh, the group will purchase the team for $6.05 billion. And the NFL promptly decided to fine Daniel Snyder afterwards $60 million for the issues with the toxic workplace environment and whatnot. What do and you guys think about mo- that? And stealing money. He's not he wasn't claiming money he didn't earn. So Yeah, he was lying about the money. That was one of even though they find him basically a penny compared to what it just sold for. Any coincidence that they find him after the approval of the sale. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, man, I don't think he even tripping about that. According to like something I was watching, he's not even in this country. The approval went through. He's been like living in Europe all for like the last months or something. Mm -hmm. And all they did was basically make him a billionaire. Yeah, well, he, I think he already was a billionaire, but now he's a bigger billionaire. Now so. he's a bigger billionaire than got to Added to his capital. Those are the people you need to go. You, you, that's the people you need to go after, Jared. He needs you need to go after him so we can have more uh, equality. Oh yeah, well, he's part of that small percentage of people that have a lot of money, man. I'm telling you, bro. Nah, Jared, nah, man. You gotta think, man. Society's the reason why he's like it is, man. You know, don't be mad at Daniel, Daniel uh, Snyder's society, the reason he's what it is. You know how hard it is to be a person born with a silver spoon in your mouth? You know how hard it is to allow a toxic workplace environment and contribute to it yeah, and it's add hard. to it and be a part you know, of it and then yeah, get away exactly. with it? It's hard. It's hard. It's you trying to, you over here trying to blame him, man. Right. You think all that stuff that they do, with his, 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 all his, all his people he grew up with, they was allowed to have women naked in the office. He was hanging out he, with he uh, Judge Kavanaugh, just being like, I like beer. <laughs> I like a little groping, unwanted <laughs> groping in beer. Man, liking some beer, Jerry. Well, uh, how do you guys think this is going to affect the Washington Commanders? Do you think it's going to make them a legitimate franchise moving forward, or is it going to still uh, be the same old dysfunctional Washington? I think that uh, Magic Johnson is going to find a way to mess it up because Come on, you know, man. who is who is Magic Johnson? Big Black Magic Johnson. Big what Magic is he? Johnson. What has he done? What has he done lately? Hey, well, you what know he, he did bring a title to the Dodgers. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's what that's a quote. Hall. I, I was telling Pedro, Jared needs to have a special section for quotes that are Hall of Fame quotes. That's one of them too. <laughs> that one. The uh, R. Kelly one. Uh, there, we got to go over which should be your Hall of Fame quotes, Jerry. Do you like teenage girls? When you say teenage, how are we talking? Well, let's get to Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is the segment we end the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. It's time. Oh, 
Aaron. Do you have a cut corner shout out? Yeah, I had a couple cut corner shout out. Cut corner shout out goes out to to it's it's a positive cut corner shout out. I want to give a positive cut corner shout out to Jason Love. If you guys don't know, Jason Love is a, a P star, and uh, he's the one that 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 did everything we wanted to do as black men, and that's just you know shut the culture vultures up. And so he's the one that did the scene with Adam 22's wife, Lena, the plug. And apparently Adam 22 was preparing to do a, a threesome with him. But now he says it's off because I guess I guess he didn't like the fact that Jason went on another podcast and talked about how he uh, how he basically, uh, you know, made love to his wife better than he could. <laughs> right. And how how he had her. Thinking about it and all this and all that. So out of 22. So a cut a positive cutting corner shout out to Jason Love. Thank you for cutting shutting that culture vulture up and giving me plenty of stuff on Twitter to laugh at people talking about Adam 22. Thank you. I appreciate you. You did everything that I wanted to do. I'm living vicariously through you right now. There ain't nothing wrong you can do right now. Do any of y'all know what a BBC is? No! <gasps> You don't want to know. It does much damage. You gonna you gonna subscribe to his OnlyFans page here? I might say, you know what? That's a good point. I might give him a couple months, put a little couple of dollars in his pocket, tell him how happy I am. Jason Love, listen to this. Raise the price, and I'm gonna go ahead and subscribe for a few months. <laughs> Do that to you because you know what? You deserve it. I, I might not even click on anything. Just raise it. Just go like every photo so you can get the likes and help your algorithm out. I might do that, man. Thank you. I salute you, man. You did exactly what you needed to do. Pietro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which way to go with this. I think we got people that uh, want to strike right now. Like, I'm trying to figure out, should I give it to the Union reps trying to strike on the downward trajectory of the of the economy, or should I give it out to these fools, these Generation Z cats, and not playing the car, the car notes? No, let's <laughs> do the car notes. Yeah, Generation Z, I'll do two real quick. Generation Z, no, 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 keep balling. You got that PPP money? No, keep balling, bro. Go ahead, get that crypto. You cryptoed out, right? You got you got that LLC, that S Corp. No, go ahead and keep writing that joint off. Why are you giving them back to the bank? Mm-mm. Come on with that twelve hundred dollar car note, you idiot! Bad credit quarter shout out go to them for making everything so unaffordable. Insurance. This, this, this is what I was talking about earlier, Jared. Insurance. Your insurance going up because of these idiots. All this stuff. All these fools going in and paying. 20, 30% over uh, MSRP for cars because they dumb and don't know nothing want to do everything on credit. You's an idiot. All you Generation Z cats just messed up the whole system. That's what you're going to be living on the street, you idiot. And another uh, cutting quarter shout out goes out to these union reps. I know that you're trying to get your cost of living wages up and better working um, better working Conditions for your for UP, UPS, yellow, uh, all the car manufacturers, all, all them about to try to to strike right now. Hey man, y'all y'all need to y'all do it. They do this every time too. Every time there's a recession, here comes a strike. 
I'm like, this is not the time. We just came out of a pandemic. I think you need to hold on until next year and try to drag. I don't know when negotiations are up, but you need to hold off a little bit. Because if you strike right now where there's a supply chain problem, I predict it's going to probably be a bad recession. But if they start striking as a supply chain issue, they're going to be out here bipping all kind of cars. Because niggas going to be starving. And there's going to be black grandmas out there up up underneath Aaron's car trying to take his uh, Catholic convertible. <laughs> chill out for a minute, man. Just wait. Just, just ride this little thing out. And y'all go back to the table, get get this money. Now, Bob, I just heard, uh, I just seen some news that I guess Yellow's not going to strike tomorrow, but they probably still going to go on the tank because they've been borrowing money for the government for a decade. And it was, <laughs> and they thought buying up other uh, companies was supposed to help them, but I, I don't, I don't see any way out of this. They actually out on uh, furlough where they got courts making their uh, financial decisions for them going forward. And they was already at the bottom, so I I don't I don't know how they make it out of this, and and they paying their employees, uh, well they cut their benefits, so ah, man this is a bad time. This is a bad. You gotta time. go on strike whenever you can go on strike though, because hey, you got to leverage yeah, the moment. You, you got to be sometimes you, you got to do it at the worst moment to get their attention though, Pedro. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, you got to do. Yeah. It. Otherwise, you lose well, leverage, especially if things are yep. going well. Then they be like, "Why that's, aren't you honoring your that's contract?" That's the part of collective change. bargaining. That's the part of collective change. bargaining. That's a tool you can use. Okay, well, hey, you know, you know, you can't say that now. The labor force is the people, bro. The labor force is the people, Pedro. And Jared, I hope you know, man, mining your union now. They the type to strike. I didn't know that Walter was like, wait, what are you, you in now? I told him. He's like, them fools that be striking everything. I thought about yeah. it. Joe no, y'all. Like, God damn it. No, the teacher unions. I'm all, all no, we're not. We're now, we're now we're now part of the uh, professional and technical engineers union. Pedro. Oh, whatever. Any, anything we're doing with education, y'all keep striking. I don't give a damn. It's just, you get the best. <laughs> you can. Gotta deal with all these nappy headed kids. Come on. Kids. Man, no, no. Strike all the time. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, my Cutty Corner shout out uh, goes out to, um, hmm, what, what, what is my Cutty Corner shout out going to be, guys? What should it be? I don't what know. Should you, it be? you went last, so you had longer than anybody else to think about this damn thing. I know, but I was, shit, I was over here trying to think. I was trying to, oh, I guess my Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Florida again. And and Ron DeSantis and the Florida Board of Education passing their new uh, African-American studies or, you know, American history uh, curriculum that is going to frame, trying to frame the positives of uh, things that, you know, will frame the positives of slavery and the, and the a fair and balanced, to quote Fox, uh, uh, perspective on African-American history and slavery. And, 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 and yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's weird. It's weird to me. And uh, I certainly hope we can come to a place where we don't continue to use rhetoric and false equivalences to undermine uh, people learning and having a better understanding and a better context of who they are. I talked about that with Professor Cleveland. Shout out to Professor Cleveland for letting me uh, chat with him and talk about his project at King of Paradise. Make sure you go out and check out kingofparadise.com. Check it out. Uh, donate. You know, if the donation put it under my name chart or high score if I would know so I can win my all expenses paid trip to Hawaii that wasn't promised to me but I'm just gonna make up y'all help me out 
But the context with the society is struggling today. People don't, people haven't or don't have an understanding of where they are in this world in this moment in time. And they don't have ties to be able to better understand how they even got to this moment in time. It's like putting a caged animal, sedating it, and putting it in like a completely different dimension than having no reference point about the physical world, about the the dynamics, the other species that are living there, and being like, just go there and, and try and survive. That animal's gonna act erratic and, and, and probably not thrive. And that's what uh, much of our legislated education system our legislative historical um, accounts have done. They've omitted parts of the story or they've tried to make false equivalences as rationalizations to allow this inaccurate or omission-based history to be what is taught to people who know there's something that's not lining up. And you get that too much. You get a generation of people who... As a, I remember as a, as a teenager, I there were times where I get frustrated by something and I was just like, this don't make sense. And I get pissed off. And it took me time just to like calm down and realize, you know, it, maybe the answer will come in time or maybe it's not something that, I, that I'm going to know right now, maybe not ever, but be attuned, be observational, attentive, and maybe you'll find out a little bit more about why things are the way they are. And that's helped me out. But not everyone necessarily does that or can do that or has that as a framework by how they see the world and engage it. The more we omit and the more we doctor to tell variations of the truth of certain perspectives instead of just a dis, you know a distilled factual based truth you know like we get we're gonna have more and more young people being pissed off more and more young people of color being pissed off black people in particular in this case being pissed off not feeling as though they have a purpose or a meaning or understanding you teach them what their people have been through the fact that part of just sustaining surviving and getting to the point where they can have kids who could 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 then be you isn't a miracle is an amazing thing especially based upon what they went through the sacrifices they made to even make sure and ensure that their next their kids had a better life because there were times where even after slavery motherfuckers being attacked race massacres Yet they want to say, well, we got to tell what happened that led up to the race massacre when there was black people being violent towards white also. Like that kind of shit's happening, right? No, like one of the greatest strengths of blackness is resiliency. Resiliency in spirits, resiliency in creativity, resiliency in living. And we got to instill that in our youth. And it's not only our youth who are doing all this, that and the other. A lot of times we're speaking about our youth, but like, let's not get it wrong. There's youth doing all kinds of dirt on various backgrounds but our youth in particular the the african-american black youth we got to provide them with these tools and, and florida already nixed the ap studies for african-american history in high schools just an, another way of devaluing blackness and although it's not overt saying niggas don't matter it's saying it doesn't matter enough to be part of our institutions and that in fact is a form of institutional racism so Let's cut the bullshit. Florida, you could be your own country. We are seceding from Florida and let them go fuck off in the in the in the Gulf of Mexico and Atlantic Ocean. America. Let's make America great again. Let's cut off Mississippi, uh, Florida, um, and uh, whoever else wants to throw their hat in there. In New Hampshire Libertarian League, they can go too. Uh, no, California. Uh, well, California would gladly secede and just, you know, saying basically 
you know, end up creating the rest of the country being debt to California, they'd be like, China can beat for who own more of U.S.'s debt. That's what California would do. But yeah, no, I just, I just, I, I, I wish for the history or the narrative of our story to be told with dignity, with clarity, with accuracy, no matter how dark and brutal it is at times. That way we can we can take ownership of our pathways moving forward. And that's one way the man and white supremacy is trying to keep us from being able to take true ownership and control of our of our of our power, of our self-determination, is by continuing to litigate and marginalize where we can access just the knowledge to learn our story, to learn our path leading up to this moment, the paths that have converged to lead up to your individual moment to be able to move forward with some type of purpose and dignity and integrity. And until we do that, Ron DeSantis can eat a dick. Funny though, it was an honor. It was an honor for one of the like older, like stronger, high political office men to do something with the boys. Wow! So, Pedro, Mr. Fast, come out and talk about these goddamn people riding the motorcycles up and down the street on Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) I don't stop standing in front of the store, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he know he did the right thing. Keep keep complaining about them robbing and complaining about these damn motorcycles, man. This thing called noise pollution too, Mr. Fast. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess the world is just too small for him too, right, Jared? Mm-hmm. It might be, it might be. Mister um, Fab had that Thanos glove. Mister Mister Fab had that Thanos glove. The only thing that would be disappearing would be half the other clothing stores, so his could stay in business. <laughs> and other rappers, so we can know what song he actually sung. <laughs> probably snapped it already. He had it at one point. That's why the jack ain't around. Oh, come on, man. That's fucked up. The jacket and and your boy Mac Dre ain't around. He snapped. Ah, uh, shit. He's getting rid of all Bay Area rappers. Yeah, shout out to yeah. Mac Dre. I wish he was still around, man. He he actually had some. He had a unique swag. He had a swag. He just didn't have a pill that really yeah. got out of the Bay Area. That was the problem, Mac Dre. His, but his shit it was it was too local. But his shit it was still, great local, but it was no, too local. It was great local, but it's 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 found its way across. If I was way to Missouri, dude, that's not finding your way no. across the world, Jerry. No, Missouri. There's people, there's Missouri. People. That's why, you know why he was in Missouri when he got shot? Because that was the only place that really liked him and that he could keep going back to perform. Let's not be foolish now. No, he wasn't man. in New York. He wasn't in Chicago. He wasn't in Miami. He wasn't in Houston. He wasn't in L.A. He was in Missouri. God well, you it. can have beef with different people in different cities and die in one city. It don't mean that you didn't go I'm to I'm saying, but that's where he kept, he kept going back. His mom said he loved Missouri because they loved him. Because yeah. it's now it wasn't like I said his shit wasn't his shit wasn't let's let, look 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 okay I'm glad I'm sorry to take us off subject people but I need you Bay Area people to realize this Mac Dre wasn't that big no one outside of fucking the area codes of four one five four zero eight five ten whatever the new shit is 
for uh goddamn here 707 where the fuck it is 925 nobody know who the fuck mr fab is out those area codes i'm not right? saying they know mr fab they know mac dre though <laughs> i'm saying they better no they didn't know mac dre except in missouri except in ferguson Right. Aaron, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test out Aaron's hypothesis about Mac Dre. Mac Dre's music has lasted also to test the test of time. Out here. Man, I talk to people in LA, I don't know who the fuck Mac Dre. You know what? They knew who Mac Dre was once he died. Well, they'll play his songs. He was bigger once than Nipsey Hussle. I ain't hear his shit in a single in a single stadium when I watched. Was he games. bigger than Nipsey Hussle? No. Uh, no, that's that part because that was error though. That was error. I yeah, think he's more talented error. than Nipsey Hussle, though, Jerry. I will tell yeah. you that. He's way more talented than Nipsey Hussle. He was a good uh, rapper. I don't think Nipsey was that, that great of a rapper. I think about Drake rap. Nipsey used the streets to get popular. Nipsey was mediocre. That's right. I said it. Nipsey was mediocre. Mac Dre was not mediocre. It just wasn't bigger than the Bay Area, but he was well, he good. He was also from Valley Joe. Valley he was Ho. good, though. Mac Dre was good. Nipsey wasn't. Uh, yeah. I, see, the problem is that's the difference of the world we live in now. Like everybody know about Nipsey. Nipsey shirts. There was a kid wearing a goddamn Crenshaw shirt to school this year, Jared. If Mac Dre had died this year, had made it's it to this time and then died, him. yeah, he would he would he would have blown up even more. But he we didn't have the social media the same way. Right. I agree. I agree, Jared. I agree. I agree. Social media made Nipsey better. Mac Dre was better than Nipsey. Uh, Nipsey Hustle. Way. I, I don't know. Well, he was better than him. I don't know about how he like Nipsey Hustle changed. Oh, he was working on changing the neighborhood by selling socks. No, he he did a lot of Aaron, <laughs> giving out haircuts. My yeah. mom complained about his ass too. Aaron, she Aaron get on his soapbox. This is Aaron's soapbox. He worse than me. You should hear mom's complaint. Aaron's po- worse than me. Oh. Talking about he he changed the neighborhood. I want you to call my mom's saying, Pedro. Call her at night and ask her how did Nipsey also change the marathon, change the world. She gonna treat you. Like like Kenya's uncle treated Quay, uh, talked about Quezon. <laughs> That's what she gonna do. She gonna call you all out of your name. It's the first time you gonna hear her get loud calling you out your name. 